Welcome to the third episode of the ClassCast podcast. I'm Ryan Tibbins, and today my guest is Jessica Berg. Hi. <laughs> um, and you are the first teacher guest. Um, so where do you teach? I teach at Rockridge High School. Okay. And what do you teach? I teach AP Language and Women's Studies. Awesome. Um, and so the Women's Studies thing is actually the reason that I thought that you would be a great person to do this because one, I don't know you that well, so I can't, I have nothing to lean on, you know, other interviews have been former students. I've got nothing here. Um, but you're also doing something new in the county. Um, how long have you been thinking about creating that class? Ooh, um, it was something I always try to incorporate aspects of in English, um, through whatever I've been teaching book reading wise. Uh, and then, like so many people, it was the 2016 elections that was kind of that real catalyst and push that something needs to change. It needs to be more than just sporadic elements uh, incorporated in my regular English classroom. Um, so that's when I really started pushing for an actual course. Okay. Did, like almost, like beta testing, did you do some or all of your women's study materials, women's studies materials in the AP line class? No. Like first, or this is just creating no, yeah. as you go? Creating as I go. Um, and that was pretty much all of last summer was writing the curriculum and lesson plans and pretty much from the ground up because, uh, you know, I took these courses in college, but that just doesn't really transfer to a high school classroom. I can't lecture for an hour and then be like, go read this material. Yeah, well, like, yeah, I mean, you can, but <laughs> it takes a select crowd of students right. or a forgiving principal. <laughs> right, exactly. And I really found through teaching the course, it was so much of me backfilling knowledge that just is not covered. Some things I thought should have been a given and understanding, you know, what the Equal Rights Amendment is what Title IX covers, and students did not know that, right. so I really had to. Um, but in 2016, because we were already in the middle of the school year, I started a group uh, at Rockridge, our mascot's the Phoenix, and I called it Ms. Phoenix, just for like young women to come mm -hmm. and talk about these issues. So that's where I really kind of forayed that and those conversations with you know students. Okay. How much influence did those students have in what you've done? Oh my gosh, they are the reason, just because I saw an interest, you know, it's one thing for me to have this idea and this want to teach it, or there's students that are going to take it and be interested in it, um, and this passion and really this need for it, that, you know, these are young women, junior, seniors in high school, getting ready to go out to the real world and not knowing certain things, and me as a teacher as a woman, as a mother, feeling a responsibility to give them that. Um, so, you know, they are the reason. They are absolutely were the there, um, not that I would expect many, if any, were there any males in the group? Yes, and I had two gentlemen take it this year, and I think in terms of, like, scheduling, um, five next year. Yeah? Yeah. That's, um, I mean, it... There's, it's like two sides of the same coin that like teaching class like this provides like all kinds of great awareness like culturally and personally and the rest and so in a way you know I would think in general it's probably more valuable to empower young women but probably a lot of guys should be hearing some of this too and so that that was you know how many kids would sign up for the elective and do that right um, 
So, all right. So background, and I don't, yeah. I don't remember if I mentioned this to you or not, but um, you did the professional development session last spring, winter, yeah. or something. April, and I did a similar one in like the pre-school year. Okay, yeah. Sessions. So I, yeah. I was, I went to the one in the spring, and I was the only oh, yeah. dude in the room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I didn't actually expect. I didn't expect many, but I looked in. I was like, all right, that's fine. I mean, I'm here to, you know, here to listen. Um, and I just, I thought it was funny because like. I really went in looking for essentially a reading list. I don't plan on teaching the course. I'm ill qualified in a lot of ways, you know. Um, and I got a lot of good, you know, essays and things that I'm going to try to work into my other classes. But I thought the way the discussion went was interesting. And there were like maybe, I don't know, maybe two times where you said something or someone in the room, you know, another teacher like makes a comment. And then there's this very slight like pause. And I can feel like eyes dart over me. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm good. Like, you can say whatever, you know. Um, and and so thinking about as the only say male teacher that showed up. Did you have any any guys at the other at the other one that you had done? Um, yes, but he is a coworker of mine, okay. um, Paul Coke, and he's phenomenal and you know very encouraging. And so you know he, yeah. he used to me and that type of discussion. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean, I, I thought it was great, and this is. I don't know if this is a good thing or this might be, I certainly don't want to take anything away from the rest of the presentation, but aside from a reading list, the thing that struck me the most was like a little thought experiment that you shared. And I've been, we'll talk about this later, but I've been doing a lot of this in class, like a lot of thought experiments and philosophy stuff. But when you said sort of imagine, you know, what would you do? How would the world be if as a woman, all men disappeared forever? It was like a week or four days or something like that. Uh, You know, it's like assume that your gas stations and hospitals keep running but that otherwise just men disappear. And you know, I thought about it, I was like, yeah, if all women disappeared, and that was that was your joke, and this is this is where we'll stray into like, <laughs> is that classroom appropriate? But it was, what would men do if women disappeared? You know, and it was like, there was this slight pause, and everyone looked at me, and you're like, they'd probably just like, jerk off. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I thought about it, I was like, that's probably it. There'd probably be more fist fights too. I think there's a lot of times like guys would like, have fun, just fight, and you don't because you know it would upset a woman yeah. around you. And I was like, it would probably just be a lot of fist fights and masturbation. <laughs> Nothing else would change. But on the reverse of it, you know, and and I mean, what like what's your answer to it? Like, if all men disappear, because women in the room had a lot of stuff that I never, never even crossed my mind. Right. Um, but like, if all men disappeared, my biggest one is just being able to go for a run like around my own neighborhood when it's dark outside and right. you know I still carry mace to do that and it's mm-hmm. it's still one of those things it's that constant alertness that it just becomes a second nature as a woman like parking garages I try to avoid them at all costs right. and so just little things like that and yeah. that's yeah and that's like that's that subtle sort of thing and and I thought it was a really good like I'm gonna actually use that in my classes this year just as a demonstration because you can even take it outside of of sex or gender and you can I was thinking about it afterwards I'm like you could even do that like with a race issue Mm -hmm. if all white people disappeared what would be different for black people in this country and like man you know and as a as a you know middle class white male like I very rarely have to question this you know um and so that, that was the thing, though, that really got me thinking, like, this is really a conversation worth having in the classroom. Do you present that to kids in class? Yes, and I had actually heard that thought experiment a little later on in the class. The one that is often presented is, um, and this would be more applicable or 
a more um, high school friendly topic if you ask like on a daily basis what do you do to protect yourself and so you know women list these things they're always taught like park in well-lit areas carry your keys between your knuckles right. don't go to the yeah. bathroom alone you know people are always asking like why do you go to the bathroom in groups because yeah. it's safe yeah. Um, yeah. and and most young men and this is done in a lot of college courses are like uh, I don't do anything yeah. you know really at the forefront of my mind and so that kind of starts that conversation um, do, do you think that that's I mean, obviously, a lot of that's taught, but do you think any part of that is, I don't know if I'm going to use the word natural, like, building, like, has some of that just evolved, do you think, like? Meaning? Well, like, I don't know. I When I was young, like, my dad taught me early on, and my dad's a great guy, but when he, especially when he was young, he had a very bad temper. Like, he got in a lot of mm-hmm. fights. And when I was little, like, elementary school, middle school, like, I got in a lot of fights. I don't know why. I just, <laughs> people would say something, and you'd hit them. Like, I don't know. And over time, I'm like, okay, calm down. Like, that's not necessary. But from an early age, anytime, and I probably still do it subconsciously, but I used to do it and think about it. I'd walk into a room of, like, there's guys I don't know. My first thought is I look around the room, and it's two things. Like, who looks friendly, and which guys in this room could I not beat in a fight? And so I don't know that everyone does that consciously, but I've had a similar conversation with male students. They're like, yeah, I guess I do kind of think that. Like, like sizing one another. Yeah, and, and it's not that... And, I mean, even, like, very non-aggressive students have said, yeah, I guess yeah. I kind of think about it. Is that a thing you think is taught? Like, are young men just automatically just thinking about it so they don't think about protecting themselves because that's already there? Or, like, do women think Do women think that? <laughs> do you um, look at another woman like, could I take her? <laughs> like, No, and I, I think that's interesting because I think that male aspect of sizing one another up comes yeah. from a different perspective where it's like, um, not to go with like the stereotypical like alpha male type of thing, but I think a lot of it's so much instinctual. Whereas like a woman is this kind of self preservation on right. the other side. Yeah, and that, that's that's I guess what I'm thinking is like how much of that is just a part of sort of the psychology that has evolved either biologically or culturally or whatever. Right. Just that's just how you start to think, versus how much of that is, you know, imprinted on us. So. Are women cautious just because they're cautious, or are women cautious because they're taught to be cautious? I mean, I, and obviously the point yeah. here is that no one should have to be right. Thought, right. Um, no, but it's interesting because it's you know I always use the phrase so much in class. Like at the end of the day, where animals, our base instinct is survival, and so I think some of it is biological, like evolutionary, and then I think the nuances of it today are cultural. Right. You know. Right. Yeah, I just, you know, I thought like, wow, you know, yeah. and I actually, I, I, I floated that a couple of days ago, you know, after I had emailed you, I was talking to a friend and I was just like, oh, I just wonder. And I said, what would you do if all women disappeared? He's like, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'd eat Cheetos in my underwear because my wife wouldn't yell at me or something. Like it was something right. stupid. And I was like, and I explained like how different that answer probably would be for a woman. He's like, I don't know. And it's like, he started to disagree and you could, there was a pause. And it, yeah, I guess I see your point. And yeah. that, that right there, like that alone is a good enough reason to think more carefully about gender roles and, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just thought that was really cool. And that, that was, again, not to take anything away from the rest of the no. whole discussion was good, but that was the thing that like really stuck with me because then for the next like three days after that professional development, I just kept thinking about that and then substituting different groups of people. If this, per- yeah. if this group of people disappeared, I thought like, I don't know. Um, how much of the class, say thinking about that, how you said, you know, the nuance of some of these issues, say now in our culture at this time, 
how much of the class deals with very current issues and texts compared to like how much modern stuff you're doing compared to reading Elizabeth Cady Stanton? Like, yeah. What's what's the balance? Um, so when I started writing it, my just starting point was the 19th Amendment, um, and I kind of framing this question: Why did women even have to fight for the right to vote? Why was that not a given? Uh, and so then I kept going back, 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 back to like how did this rise of the patriarchy really happen? When you look at prehistory and stuff and more egalitarian societies and women were goddesses and stuff. And so then me being me, that's where I started. And so I had this whole course outline up to, you know, first, second, third, fourth way of feminism into the future. Right. And inevitably I would come into a class like here's what we're going to cover today. And, you know, this past year alone was just like, boom, boom, boom. Okay, scrap that. Let's talk about what's going on in our real world. 